Hello, boys and girls. Welcome back to Mountains and Valleys, a podcast. Wow, it is October, mid-October, yep, mid-October, and we're, we are totally going to act like I am not recording this for a second time. <laughs> it sucks so much. Okay, so I just literally just got done recording. I was recording this episode, episode seven. Dream Chasers, that's the title, Dream Chasers, hope you like it, just recording it, and I went to hit like the stop on my recording, and I was like, alright, hit stop, and it's, it's supposed to like, ask me, you know, oh, what do you want to save this as, blah, 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 and I waited for it, and the whole screen froze, and I'm just looking at like 38, 36, and I was like, hmm, and actually, you know, the app closed out, and I was like, okay, well, Maybe the audio file saved anyways. Turns out it didn't save. So here we are. Take two, right? So it's all right, though. It's all right. It's all right. Maybe I can be a little bit more crisp, more precise my second time around. Honestly, it's just like kind of awful, but we're going to ignore it. Sorry for not getting this episode out sooner. Man, it's just been so busy with work and school. I've also been trying to think of a lot. I'm trying to think of like more things I can do for this podcast. I made... A brand new logo. What? I'm going to try to do more, some more editing, more pr- production stuff. And if you want to check out that awesome logo, you can go to Instagram. Go to your little explore tab on Instagram. Go up to the search bar and type in MV Podcast. That is the letter M, the letter V, and the word podcast. Put that baby all in one. Type that in the search bar and you will find us. And you will see that our new logo and even our profile picture now says Mountains and Valleys. Woo! Cool thing, cool things going on. So so this whole, what I'm about to talk about, it all started when I uh, spoke at my FCA at my high school this past week. And I talked about the idea of chasing dreams. I called it Dream Chasers because it sounded cooler to me. But nonetheless, so this whole conversation or idea process of mine idea process? Eh, That's a new one. But it all started when I was just thinking like back to some dreams and some dream or thinking to now even of some dreams I have. Lord knows I have some dreams that I would, I would just want to come true so badly. And I look back and I even see dreams that I kind of died off. And I'm like, man, like why did that dream have to die? And then I thought back, I thought back to you know, when we all were kids, I mean, think, think about this. We all, I mean, obviously we all were kids at one point. Hello. Anyways, uh, hello. Anyway, <laughs> it says, um, or I, oh my gosh, I am all over the place. I'm telling you, doing take twos, screw with my mind. So if we start, all right, think back when you were a kid, right? You have all these dreams, like, you know, like my dream when I was a kid was to be a WWE superstar. That's right. I wanted to be a wrestler. That was I want to be. Maybe like the Nature Boy, maybe like the Hardy Boys. Either way, I want to be a wrestler. That's all I want to know. I want to be a WWE superstar. That's what I wanted to be when I was a kid. And that was a dream of mine. Now, obviously, that dream is no longer a dream of mine. But my point is, we've all had tons and tons and tons and tons and tons of dreams as a, as kids. But the sad part is that even though we may have some un- more unrealistic dreams, like my dream as a WWE superstar, we also had dreams of what career of maybe 
what a more realistic career we wanted or more realistic dreams like having a family, what kind of, you know, maybe what kind maybe how what kind of a family structure we want to have, um, maybe what kind of household, where we want to live, where we want to go, how we want to live our lives as far as like um, like I said, the opportunities he's taken, the places we live and the places we travel and go on vacation and the friend and how maybe how many friends we got. But my point is, you know, we grow up, become a preteen, you become a teenager, you become an adult, and you begin off with let's say you have like twenty dreams to start and then you grow up and as time goes by, one by one, all those dreams start dying off. And then Next thing you know, you're a teenager, maybe full, a full-grown adult, and you started with 20 dreams, and now you're left with two dreams, one dream, maybe even no dreams whatsoever. You kind of look at dreams, and you think of them as fiction. But the problem is, they'll remain fiction unless we put effort into chasing those dreams. Those dreams will forever lay dormant unless we go and chase after them. So why do dreams have to die? They Well, the answer to that is that they don't. Our dreams don't have to die. God made us to be dreamers. He made us to have these cool... He made us to have these cool illustrations and visions of things we want to do, things we want to be. He wants us to dream. If God didn't want us to dream, then obviously we would never have goals. We would never dream at night, probably. And while we're dreaming at night, we would probably never think of the things that we want. Like a good relationship, good friends, good job, good home, things like that. And so this whole idea kind of sparked, and it led me to um, Philippians chapter 3, verse 12, um, verse 12 through verse 16. And I start, I'll start verse 12. So Philippians 3, verse 12, it says, Not that I have already obtained all this, or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. So what is that saying? What is that saying? What is that saying? That, so basically, kind of break it down sort of verse by verse. Verse 12, it speaks of that idea of keep going with what Christ did for me in mind. That's what I wrote in my notes. It says, and so basically, that's the idea of like, we just keep going on, we keep pressing on, pressing forward, fighting on, and we do that with the motivation or the thought in the back of our mind of just thinking about, thinking about what Jesus did for me on the cross and what he did for me while, even before the cross and just thinking about all the things that God has done in my life, the blessings I have and the blessings I don't have. I think about those things and I, and I use those as motivation to keep on going. I think an important part that Paul mentions as well is that he says, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead. So Paul is saying, I'm forgetting what's behind me 
and I'm looking towards what I could become and what could be. I mean, and that's powerful coming from someone like Paul. Paul, they look at his past. He basically through he basically hated Jesus, like pure purely hated him. He hated the Christians. He threw them in jail, got them persecuted. Probably he got some of them killed, including he he even got Stephen stoned to death. So a man of of a bitter heart and a hard heart and a hated a hatred heart, a heart of hatred. Yeah. And so he's looking back, and if someone like him is saying, I have to forget the past, and I have to look forward, if he's able to do that through the grace of God and the grace of Jesus, and so can we. No matter what our past is, no matter what decisions we've made, whether it's been, you know, cursing like a sailor, being a hate a person of a hateful heart like Paul once was, or just being a person of adultery, a person who maybe... All right, let's throw it out there. Maybe in the past you, you've done drugs, you've done things you shouldn't have, you made choices you shouldn't have, you sold your body to someone you shouldn't have, you've, you've done things and you've shown things that you shouldn't have, and you've seen things that you, that you should not have seen. Whatever your past is, whatever you're ashamed of, Paul's saying leave that in the past and look, for, and look toward the grace of Jesus. Or he's saying, look towards the goals and the dreams and the potential of what you can become with God. But it's important to note that we can have dreams all day, but unless those dreams are of God and from God and instilled in God and His kingdom, then those dreams are in, are just they're worthless in some way. I'm not saying it has no worth, but its worth is limited. And so basically, well, well, I shouldn't even say that, but before we can look for, or before we can move forward from the past, we have to, we have to, you know, find that grace that Jesus offers. And we have to allow his grace and his love to just come in and wreck our lives and change us forever. Because in order to pursue the dreams that God has given us, we first have to know God. Before you can be a part of a kingdom and and enjoy the benefits of the kingdom, you first have to know the king. Before you can express power and identity with the family, you have to first be a part of the family. And so, and Paul also talks about, he says, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. And to translate that into what I'm talking about is that God is calling, is that we are pressing on toward the dream and to fulfill the dream that God has called us into. God wants us to dream. And He gives us dreams to chase after. And so that prize, that goal, is reaching that dream, achieving that dream. And we will be fulfilled in ways we cannot even imagine. And so going through this, I was kind of thinking like, oh, come on, like, I was kind of thinking like someone in the Bible has to portray this idea of being a dream chaser. And I looked at Daniel, I'm like, yeah, you look at Dan- Daniel, you look at David, you can look, probably, I think you look at almost everybody in the Bible and say it, but one person really stuck out to me among everybody 
Or at least at the time being. And that person is Abraham. Yes, yes, yes. Good old Father Abraham, as the song says. And so I'm just going to read from Genesis chapter 13, verses 14 through 17, perhaps, yeah. And it basically, it's a, and let's just start, let's just talk about Abraham's dream. And let's see, what is Abraham's dream? So let's start this. Verse 14, chapter 13 of Genesis. The Lord said to Abraham, after Lot had parted from him, Look around from where you are, to the north and the south, to the east and to the west. All the land that you see I will give to you and your offspring forever. I will make your offspring like the dust of the earth, so that if anyone could count the dust, then your offspring could be counted. Go walk through the length and breadth of the land, for I am giving it to you. So this is the first time where we see Abraham's want for a child, or at least we see it put into words in the Bible. And so God is promising to Abraham, you will have offspring. And he's also promising him many descendants at this point, whether Abraham realizes it or not. So Abraham's dream is to basically have a, have an offspring and probably knowing the story, preferably his son, so that he can inherit his things. And so that's Abraham's dream that he that is, that is instilled by God because we see here God is promising it to him so that can affirm that his dream is of God and from God. And Abraham's dream is just to basically have a kid. He wants to have a family of his own. He has, you know, his wife Sarah, but he wants to, you know, start a family with her. And I think that's beautiful. It's a great dream, beautiful dream, and an, I would say a very realistic dream. And this is where I kind of turn the table on to you, the listener, and ask you what your dream is. I personally speaking here, I have a dream of being a, I want to be a great father. That's a dream of mine. One, that's probably my, one of my biggest dreams. I'll tell you two of my biggest dreams that I guess I can relate to Abraham is I want to be an amazing father, the best father I can be, but all, but a father that is humbling, that's humbled to his knees by God, and that can be an example of a believer to his children. And also, what you know, I want to have a beautiful and amazing uh, Jesus-loving wife. That's that's another dream of mine. Those two dreams are probably what, not, not some of my top dreams. And so that's where I just ask you guys, what are what are your dreams? And you just got to think about, you got to start this whole process of asking yourself, what is my dream? Think about it, write it down, and pray about it, you know? All right, for the next part, let's move on to Genesis chapter 15. Hope you guys are hanging in there. It's getting a little bit hot where I'm recording. I don't know why, I guess. It's so weird. It's like fall, but I'm burning up inside. Weird concept. Anyways. So Genesis chapter 15, starting verses 1 through 6, I'll just read through it. It says, After this, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your very great reward. But Abram said, Sovereign Lord, what can you give me since I remain childless, and the one who will inherit my estate is Eliezer of Damascus? And Abram said, You have given me no children, so a servant in my household will be my heir. Then the word of the Lord came to him, This man will not be your heir, 
but a son who is of your own flesh and blood will be your heir. He took him outside and said, Look, look up at the sky and count the stars, if indeed you can count them. Then he said to him, So shall your offspring be. Abraham believed the Lord, and he credited him, credited it to him as righteousness. And so basically this is where, this is the kind of, I would say God and Abraham obviously did have a relationship beforehand, but this is where God really makes a covenant, a promise, a real kind of like set in stone promise with Abraham. And it really marks the beginning, I wouldn't say of their relationship, but definitely the beginning of where the relationship between God and Abraham begins to really sprout out and grow tremendously. And we see where, and this is a really, this is why I included this, because one of the first things Abraham kind of responds to God is saying, you know, God, what what can you give me? He's basically saying, Lord, what happened to the, the dream you gave me? What happened to the promise of the child you promised me? And God is still saying, just hold on, Abraham. He's saying, do you see the stars? That's how many descendants you'll have. And I think that's the cool thing about God is that when we go and we chase our dreams with God, He will fulfill the He will not only fulfill that dream, but He will almost just overfill, you know, that or yeah, just overfulfill that cup of that dream. And what I mean by that little metaphor is that God fulfills that goal or that dream of ours, but then He pours in more blessings. Because that's just how how much He loves us, is that He's willing to just keep pouring out blessings and honor and grace to us as long as we follow him and his and his path for us. And I think this covenant that God made with Abraham, I think it, it can really represent God wanting to pursue this dream with Abraham, and not even just this dream, all dreams. And God's just saying, I promised you to give you, you know, to give you um, an offspring, and give you descendants as numerous as the stars. I think that's the same thing God speaks into our dreams that He gives us. He's saying, I will fulfill this for you. You just got to have faith in me and trust me. And I will give you numerous amounts of whatever it is you seek. Man, that sounds about right. <laughs> I didn't know how to really phrase that part. Um, but I think the really important thing to grab from this is that when our dreams are with God, He will fulfill them and more. And that just goes back to my whole thing about God not only meets that one expectation of the dream, but He over-exceeds. He overwhelms us with His blessings, and it's an amazing feeling because God is an amazing God. And so time goes on, you know, and Abraham obviously is getting older, and it kind of gets to the age where Sarah believes that she cannot have, you know, she's too old to give birth to a child, and so both of them are just aging, aging like, you know, basically like milk. Both of them are aging. And Abraham, at this point that I'm about to mention, he's about, you know, 100 years old. But here we have in Genesis chapter 21, and I'll go ahead and read it. It says, Now the Lord was gracious to Sarah as he had said, and the Lord did for Sarah what he had promised. Sarah became pregnant and bore a son to Abraham in his old age. At, that, at the very time God had promised him, Abraham gave the name Isaac to the son Sarah bore him. When his son Isaac was eight days old, Abraham circumcised him as God commanded him. 
Abraham was 100 years old when his son was born to him. And just to reiterate that point, Abraham was 100 years old when his son Isaac was born to him. That absolutely just blows my mind to think about. Is I mean, Abraham was 100 years old. Can you just imagine how long he's had this dream of having his own, his own child? I mean, can you think about, what if, what if this dream started when he was 20? That's 80 years this man waited for a dream to come true. But yet he still held on to it. He still had faith in God. I think it's a really important thing to know is that God will, God will deliver. He will deliver and he will fulfill the promises he gives to us on his timing. For all we know, if Abraham had Isaac later or sooner, maybe it wouldn't have turned out, you know, a-okay. But God perfectly timed it out. And so that when Abraham was, was given Isaac, I can't even imagine the joy that Abraham felt at that moment. Or even Sarah. There's no, the, I mean, being a mother, such a blessing to her. And that's, that was her dream too. And God not only fulfilled the dreams of Abraham and Sarah, but he fulfilled the dreams of generations to come. All be, and this all happened because Abraham was willing to hold on to the promises of God. He was willing to chase after that dream that God gave him. Even though time and decades went by, Abraham never gave up on that dream that God gave him. And in order for our dreams to come true, we may have to do the same. Because our dreams aren't always going to come true today, tomorrow, a year from now, five years from now, ten years from now. Our dreams can take time. But when they are fulfilled, it's the most abundant feeling and most joyful feeling in the world. And when our dreams, or I should say, when the dreams that God gives us comes true, it not only impacts our lives, but it impacts the lives of those around us and for and the generations to come after us. So where am I getting to all this? You know, I want to go back to Philippians chapter 3. And my dumb self forgot to mark Philippians chapter 3, so I get to stall while I try to find... Oh, what do you know? I found it. There you go. I didn't have the book marked, the book of Philippians marked, so I was like, oh my gosh, it's going to take me five minutes to find it, but don't you worry. I got it. And so, and, it's, and I want to kind of back up. I want to back up. I started, I read from Philippians... Um, chapter 3 verses 12 through 16. Now I want to kind of back up a little bit and read through verses um, 7 through 11. And I'll start at verse 7. It says, But whatever were gains to me, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them garbage, that I may gain Christ and be found in Him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God on the basis of faith. I want to know Christ, yes, to know the power of His resurrection and participation in His sufferings, becoming like Him in death, and so somehow attaining to the resurrection from the dead. I think what Paul is saying here, and I think like the overall idea is that he's looking back, Maybe not really, I shouldn't say looking back, but he's 
probably remembering everything he's lost to follow Jesus. And I think we can, we may face the same. Because when we follow Jesus, we will lose. But what we lose, we gain so much more in Christ. And the reason why this came to mind is that when you chase your dreams and when you chase after a dream alongside God, you're going to see, you're going to have some losing battles. You're going to lose some battles. You're going to have some losses. But you always have to remember that whatever you lose, that it can be, that it can be considered a gain for the kingdom and for your relationship with God. I can sit here and I can talk about being a dream chaser, chasing your dreams, fighting for your dreams, believing in yourself. I can talk about all those sorts of good things all day. And they are good things to talk about. They are good things to say. But none of that will matter. Yeah, none of those dreams will will matter until until you start your relationship with God. I think we all have a dream, or at least for those of us that follow God and have Christ in our hearts. I think we all have one dream that we all share in common, and that is getting to know more about God. In order to fulfill the dreams that God has given us, we first have to know God. I don't know, I probably said this already, but in order to enjoy the kingdom and the benefits of the kingdom, we have to first know the king. And so the same thing applies to our dreams, our godly dreams. In order to achieve those godly dreams, we first have to know God. And I'll be honest with you, some of those dreams we can't achieve on our own power, our own intelligence, our own might. Sometimes, or actually probably most of the time, we need God's power and God's grace and God's love and guidance of, and you know guidance from the Holy Spirit to achieve those dreams. We can't. We're not. We're in, we were not made to be one man armies. God created us to be people of fellowship, people of community, and He created us to be with Him. That's how it was in the garden. Is that yes? There was Adam had Eve and Eve had Adam. But at the end of the day, they both had God. Because He's the focal point. He is the foundation of our strength, of our livelihood, and of our, of our breath, people. God is the breath in our lungs. Without Him, there is no life. There is no breath. He is the creator of all things. And He... Jesus endured all things for us because that's what love does. And honestly, I don't even know why I got on that little tangent just now, but that's just how I feel. Before we can imagine, before we can dream and sleep at night, and before we can write down and draw and talk to people about our goals, we really have to first start it off with God. We have to start that relationship with God in order to become everything we can be. Because if 
I'll be honest with you, there are people out there aren't Christian, aren't believers, probably the opposite to be honest, but they've done some really amazing things. They're good people, smart people, but they never reach their full potential. Through God, we can reach our full potential and people will be astonished by what we can do. And what I'm just trying to, and just going back to the whole idea of chasing your dream, is when we chase our dream, we're going to see some losses. We're going to come across some stumbling blocks. But you have to hold on to that dream. Look, look at Abraham. He held on for decades to his dream, but God delivered his dream. Maybe, for all we know, maybe Moses had a dream of being, you know, a great, maybe not being a great ruler, but just having a life of blessing. And God fulfilled that blessing 40 years later down the road. God never gave up on the dream. Moses gave up on a dream, but God didn't. And that is one of the coolest things to me about godly dreams is that when God gives us a dream, even when we give up on that dream, God never gives up on that dream. He doesn't give up on that dream for His sake and for our sake. Even when we've given up, God never gives up. And He says, hey, you remember that promise? I promise that promise I gave to you, I'm going to fulfill it. Hold on to that. The time will come when you finally have victory, when you finally win, because our victory comes through Christ. And we, knowing that we have victory in Christ, no other battle can hold us down because the war's already been won. And when God is, and Christ has already won the war, what do you think can stop God from fulfilling that godly dream He gave you? The war has been won. So why do you think, and why do we allow ourselves to think that God can't fulfill some little dream from our heart? God is ready, He's willing, He's able to help you chase after that dream as long as it, as long as it benefits the kingdom and it benefits you. He's looking out for you. Not every single one of our dreams is going to come true, and that's for the best bet. Because I've, I've had some dreams, and if they came true, my life would probably be a mess. But God knows which dreams are important for us. And so He allows us to chase after those dreams. And He instills the passion and the fire in our hearts and souls to go chase those dreams. So that we can have the best life possible for the sake of ourselves, for the sake of the kingdom, and for the sake of God's glory. I just want to leave you guys with just some encouragement of whatever your dream is, write it down. And if you don't know, well, first off, if you don't know what your dream is, pray on it, think on it, meditate on it, read the Bible, you know, read some scripture, talk it out with God, worship about it, find out your dream, and then write it down, make a list, maybe write down every dream you have that God has given you and God's put in your heart, maybe put a box next to it, and keep that list somewhere safe, and every time God fulfills that dream or that dream comes true, you can put a check in that box. You put a check right there. And it's that maybe 20 years later, or maybe 30 years later, or maybe, heck, maybe even 200 years later, maybe some generations down, your, you know, your great, great, great grandkids can look back and they can see that list you made, or maybe, like I said, or maybe 20 years later, you can even see that list that you made for yourself, and both of you can look, or both of y'all can look back and see the promises that God has fulfilled and we can be in that, through the hard times, you can look back and see that God's promises are true and God kept to His word because God is truth and God is holy and He's righteous. 
And when God says, I'm going to do this for you, He does it and He does more. Whatever your dream is, whether it's a dream of, whether your dream involves something to do with ministry, um, maybe an education field, your career, your job, or maybe your dream Maybe your dream's kind of like mine, is to have a family and is to find the perfect one for you that you can walk side by side in marriage with and pursue God with. Maybe that's your dream. Pray on it. Seek it. Fast for it. Worship God knowing that He will pour out blessings on your life just like He did the moment you were saved by Him, by His grace. So whatever your dream is, chase after it. God wants us to be dreamers. We are meant to be dream chasers. That's all I got to say, guys. Thank you for tuning in. And uh, if you so will, share your, this podcast with your friend. From here on out, I'm going to try to keep these episodes about somewhere around the 30-minute time frame. I don't know about this episode, it may have gone over, it may have gone under, no telling. But I'm going to try to keep these episodes a little bit shorter so that, one, it will keep you guys can have an easier focus like me, and two, so that when you share it to a friend, they're not like, oh my gosh, man, you just wasted an hour of my life. Oh my gosh. No, it's just 30 minutes of their life, if even that, and they can, you know, you know, just kind of helps bring people into this nice little community I'm trying to build. So I'm going to try to do some stuff on my part and make the production of this podcast hit the roof and all I ask is that you guys just share this podcast with your friends and family hey maybe even at a family dinner just put a phone in the middle of the table and press play and listen to me while you eat dinner I don't know y'all do you but thank you guys for listening so much you guys are awesome and have a great week see you next time